0: Radio Adventures, my name is Richard, KB5JBV, I would like to welcome my minions, my vast legion of followers, my Patreons, and anybody who might be listening by accident. Hello, and I'm glad you're all with us again. I want you to know that, uh, I'm. well, first of all, I'm sorry about the lateness, you know, at this point. If I can get the show on by tonight at 7 o'clock, we're only about 44 hours late. But uh, it's been extremely busy around here and a lot of stuff going on, a whole lot of stuff going on. And I have really had my hands full and I do apologize, we should have had this out on Friday night. So, um, I want to welcome our newest member of the staff, Darius. Darius is in charge of uh, external security and pest control, and we will have a bio up for him on the website as soon as I can find a few minutes to get with him and get it written, get it on the website. So y'all, uh, y'all stay tuned for that. Uh, Darius is, uh, has a long and uh, prestigious re- resume, and I'm really happy to have him on board. Alrighty, uh, the uh, next one th- is that I meant to do this when it happened. However, it, I'm, once again, busy, busy, busy. So I kept forgetting, and I want to uh, let y'all know that in the early part of this month, we have hit 100,000 uh, visitors to the Resonant Frequency, the amateur radio podcast website. Yeehaw! It took us, uh, I thought we were going to do it in a year, but for some reason, uh, I think it probably had to do with everybody going back to work after COVID. We dropped off on visitors for about a month, and it took a little longer than we expected. We uh, put the website back online June 6th of last year, and it was right around the 1st of July when we hit 100,000 visitors. So for all of you 100,000 that came by to visit, thank you. That means that uh, we at least know that we're doing some kind of good out there. So the next thing on our agenda is we're about to get kicked off Amazon. We're about to get kicked off Amazon because there you are telling us that we have not generated enough revenue for them. Now, I could call for a boycott Amazon. Y'all might boycott Amazon. You might not. But here's the way it stands. Um, those of you that have listened to uh, Strangely Enough, those shows were done in 2006. Yeah, I think it was 2006 or early 2007. And at that time, I went over to Amazon and got an account where we could put ads on the website. Not on the shows, but on the website. And had that account until about six months after I put this website back up. And then they decided they wanted to kill it. Oh, okay. I went over there because I thought maybe instead of disrupting the show or uh, getting some of those Google ads that have gotten so horrible that completely take over your screen until you accidentally click the wrong thing and click through. Um... Instead of doing that, I was trying to add some uh, ads for Amazon with stuff y'all might be able to use, radios, antennas, stuff like that. And unfortunately, apparently, we're not getting enough people clicking through or something. So, uh, yeah, they're going to kick us off. And when they kick us off, I guess we'll have to try some other avenues. We do have a couple of other avenues going on. We have, uh, one time donations through PayPal or we have, uh, Patreon memberships, which is kind of a little bit a little bit every month to help us pay for the show, that kind of thing. Uh, not a whole lot of perks at this point, but that's one of those things I'll be working on when I get some time. So uh, anyway, um, uh, we may have to find figure something else out to get revenue going to help pay for stuff around here, but I'll, I'll keep y'all posted on that. The next thing is, you know that over, that super, super friendly, seems like I keep talking about Reddit a lot lately. Well, not lately, but over the last year. And I am currently banned from that super, super friendly amateur radio Reddit. Uh, simply because I posted a, a video over there that I thought might actually help somebody that I had made. And they decided that, mm no, it ain't going to happen. Now, that's two strikes because I didn't know any different when I first got on Reddit and posted an episode of the show over there. And, uh, yeah, that's the one that uh, brought all the lesbians out of woodwork, pissed off because they, uh, were real women on the website instead of, uh, uh, what do they call them? Pseudo women, fake women, whatever they call them. Now I don't care how somebody lives their life, but uh, you need to those folks need to understand that they need to not care what my website looks like because if they don't want to look at it, they ain't got to look at it. So having said that, I, after I finish this recording, I'm gonna go over to uh, or after I get the finished recording, editing, uh, getting sh- show notes such as they are done, getting it posted on the website, getting it ready for y'all tonight which will probably take most of my day. I'm going to go over to Reddit, and I'm going to see if I can start a subreddit, another subreddit that is Amateur Radio uh, with Elmer's, no jerk. And then I'm going to write the rules up where if somebody says something to you, and you say, or I'm sorry, if you say something, and then there's a couple guys saying, well, do this, this, this. And another guy says, do this, 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 and this. And then another guy says, read the, read the freaking manual, read the freaking manual band. He can go back over to the other one because I'm tired of this. I'm tired. Well, we'll get to it in the, in the main part of the main segment. Hang on. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm tired of going over there. And every single time I post something, there's, Two or three good guys there's a bunch of people that'll click uh click give me an upvote on on what i posted and that kind of stuff and if you don't know how reddit works please don't go over there trying to find out but uh then you'll have a handful that get in there and make snarky comments and this and that and quite honestly that last video y'all can go see it it's over you youtube it's on facebook all those good places uh, it wasn't designed to be uh, Academy, Academy Award material. It was designed to show the new guys that if they won't get on air, it don't take much. Uh, it, actually, it's my uh, improvised VHF UHF antenna for this apartment I live in. And it is designed to be put up quickly and taken down quickly because I only have it up when the... Apartment office is closed, so that they don't give me any crap about it. But anyway, that's apartment. Uh, that's the reason I got banned too. And uh, oh yeah, I don't know if I finished that or not. Yeah, I put a a video on early on, or an episode of the show, or something on that Reddit, and now it counts as two strikes. I get another strike, and I'm gone for good. That's why I'm gonna make my own amateur radio Reddit. Uh, let's see, amateur radio. Uh, with Elmer's, no jerks. So there we go. This is a future plan. Y'all be watching. So what else is going on? Uh since the last time I talked to y'all, I think I already told y'all we had our first meeting at the Radio Club, and that's going extremely well. Uh we've only had one uh meeting for the Aries group. We are now two months in. I can't get anybody to send in uh, their information so I can do my report. And sadly, I understand it's a volunteer situation, but they need to understand also that um, 10 years ago, we fell apart. We fell apart while there was a tornado in town, and there was only two, pe- two air- people with the Ares group on the air. One was the guy that does net control, and the other one was me. I was out there spotting in my work clothes because I was supposed to be at work. And then I had to come into work to put dry ice on everything. I was working at a grocery store at at that time in the meat market. But I'm not going to let that happen again. And these guys don't understand. I'm having to be a little more firm with them than you would normally be with an area's group because I I would prefer to have three guys that are going to show up when we need to when we need to get to work and than the 10 guys I have right now that I can't even get uh, any kind of information from them, so they can help me fill out my, give me the numbers I need to fill out the monthly report. Um, I could go into uh, our repeater situation, all this other stuff, and I may do that later, because we're getting kind of far into this episode, and I would like to actually get to something that might help y'all. But the short of it is, at the club meeting, we got offered a repeater. We need to find a repeater site. We're probably going to have to buy some uh, heliax And then we're going to have to find somebody to put all that stuff together and make it work. Because Richard is uh, a an amateur radio god. But he never spent any time working on repeaters. So, you know, radio radio, but there's more to it than that. And I really don't like ladders. You know, I'm a big boy, and I'm gravity challenged, and the older I get, the closer I get to my mortality. So, we are not friends, by the way. Me and mortality, we are not. I came real close to that back in February. So, having done said all that, and, oh my lord, we're almost halfway through the episode already. We probably need to talk about what I wanted to talk about on episode this time. And this time... I would like to tell y'all, I have been wrong. I know, it's earth-shattering. It's um, something that you can't conceivably believe. It'll probably be on all the news channels and all over the internet by this afternoon. Richard has admitted to being wrong. Well, here's where I'm wrong, kids. We spent years and years getting away from reading big giant thick amateur radio licensing manuals uh or were getting away from it when even when i got licensed, you know it got to the point that it was getting easier and easier to get your hands on a question pool and you could take that question pool and go through it with your highlighter and highlight all the right answers and go down through there and read it a dozen times or so and then go take the test well back in those days it worked because you probably already had an elmer and they would uh, guide you along after you got your license you would learn from them they would help you out and all that stuff. well as i move along In the new century, because I was licensed in the last century, looked the call sign up, it's vintage, and it's not working anymore. And it's kind of like this. When I had been operating radios since I was young, I had been fooling with electronics since I was young. I had, uh, you know, I was a kid that would get a screwdriver and sit there and take stuff apart in his bedroom just so he could see how it would work and put it back together. And I listened to shortwave radio, stayed up in the middle of the night listening shortwave radio, and had walkie-talkies from Radio Shack, and was even on that band we don't talk about for a lot of years, far too many, and all that good stuff. So in my case, number one, I was surrounded by Elmer's before I got licensed. In fact, they nagged me until I got it. Once I got it, not only did I have them, I had new Elmer's I acquired along the way. And I tell people this very day that I had, there are very few amateur radio operators that I have ever come in contact with that I don't consider one of my Elmer's because I have learned something from just about every amateur radio operator I've ever known. Now, I say that, but, uh, most of them helped guide me in, in, as far as radio and equipment, electronics, and there's a bunch of them out there that showed me exactly what not to do. Uh, don't be like that guy. But the whole point is that it's not working. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, I sat for six months in my car, outside a club that I worked at regularly, listening to code tapes, writing them down. Uh, I really don't ever want to hear Gordon West's voice again. I'm not going to say that. Gordo, they tell me he's a a really stand-up guy. I I think I'd end up liking him. But you know what I'm talking about, those of you that have taken a code test. it's. Some up for some people, they can have it down in three, four weeks. Took me six months, but I got it and I passed it. And my next test was my technician test, and I did it the way that was coming in, and is still prevalent today. I highlighted all the correct answers. I read through the book twice. I went out to UTA, uh, University of Texas at Arlington, and took my technician test and passed. I was lucky enough to get my license at the same time as a local TV personality. And we, we did talk a while, but unfortunately he was a member of that club that uh, I use quite often as a teaching tool. And, uh, well, come think of it, he was kind of a tool too. But uh, the whole point is I took my code test for general. I took my theory test for general. I took my theory test for advanced. Uh, any of you guys out there think uh, advanced ain't, ain't crap, I guarantee you, I, t- I took as much or more in the way of electronics theory and that kind of stuff from my advanced license than you probably take for your extra class not license now. I don't know. I'd have to look at the question pool. So, what are we going to do about it? Well, here's, here's what I, I've, I've been telling you guys to get out in Elmer. Y'all ain't doing it. I've been telling you new guys, go hunt down some Elmer. You ain't doing it. Now, I'm not going to be too hard on you new guys because y'all timid, y'all new, y'all don't want to upset anybody, make anybody angry, uh, make any lifetime enemies. I only have three of those. And uh, when they hear me, on, if they're on the radio and I pop in there, they disappear. So upside is you don't have to talk to ones you don't like. But here's what I'm saying. You guys that have been licensed since 2000, uh, let's say, you guys that have been licensed since 1995 or thereabouts, you're falling down on a freaking job. And the reason I say that is because you guys are too good to help somebody out. All you want to do is get on your radio and talk to your friends and you're part of the big problem of the division of the hams, which uh, most of y'all that listen to me know what I'm talking about when I say that. I will uh, do another episode on it if you haven't gotten it yet. But you're trying to get off with your buddies, off someplace where nobody else talks. You don't want to share a repeater. You don't want to share a talk group. You, you want... Uh, It's just incredibly infuriating. You guys need to help the new guys because somebody helped you. Plain and simple. And if you don't want to help the new guys, then I suggest you get a GMRS or whatever they call it license because then you can all be stupid together because you don't have to not only take the test to get the license, you don't have to give back to the community. If you want to be selfish, then try one of the other radio services where it's not expected. Because I guarantee you, man, there's people talking about you at the club meeting. They're talking to you on frequencies you're not on because they've decided to exclude you. And going down on places like Reddit or uh, some chat group or one of these old news groups, uh, used to be Google, I guess it's group IO now or something, uh, going over on, uh, oh, doggone it. Well, hell. Anyway, going, going to these places where you can be off with, uh, other people, other like-minded people, you know, ones that want to tell you a video was so bad that it made his grass die. Yes, brother. That's how friendly they are in a lot of those places, and I bet you're one of them. So, you need to get your butt in gear and help the new guys. Now, for those of you that haven't shut me off yet, let me tell you what I've done over here lately. I have had to help people in different states. Take a little survey of their property, look at what they had available, and try and guide them into putting up antennas that they can use to get on the air. They don't want to be king of the club. They don't want to be four or five guys that hang out on a frequency that nobody else hangs out on. They want to be involved in amateur radio. They want to be part of something bigger. They want to be in there putting a club together or trying to form an ARIES unit, or something. And it ain't because they got a weather fetish. They want to be part of the amateur radio community. Not the amateur radio, I'm gonna sit around and suck up a glass of diet soda with my friends at the Chili's. They want to get on the air and be a part of it. And you guys are worthless because you're not out there teaching them how. I have to do it via computer from several states away. Why am I doing your job? Because I care. I want these guys to be in in the amateur radio service. I want them in ham radio. Main reason I want them in ham radio so I can stay in ham radio. Because if they're not uh, coming along, they're not uh, getting the hang of it, then they're going to quit doing it. They're going to get their licenses, they're going to let them lap. They let them lap. We have less numbers. We have less numbers. Then nobody is going to listen to us when it comes time to take away some of the frequencies we have. Some of the abilities that we're allowed. You guys are falling down on a freaking job. Now, the new guys, if I haven't scared you off, if you're still here, I'm going to tell you a lot of these guys are worthless a huge huge number of these guys are worthless so now it's up to you you're gonna have to find a way to find an elmer if you have to have find one three or four states away do it there's ways to make that happen there was a time that video calls oh crap what's that one we used to use all the time Oh, Dr. Bill don't even use that one anymore, Skype. Um, They were the only game in town. Not that way anymore. And I'm not talking about Zoom either. Zoom's a lot better. There used to be one called Gizmo. Gizmo was pretty good. It didn't have video, but um, it used to be pretty good. But now you've got an unlimited number of options. You can talk to an Elmer. You can call your Elmers or work with Elmers that are not in your local area via Facebook or what me, the group of, I mean, the group that I deal with regularly, we work things out over something called, uh, doggone, Discord. And Discord is kind of like uh, the old Skype or Zoom because you can do text, you can do voice, you can do video. So it's not that hard to find an Elmer op- on the other end of the country. Look, I've helped a guy I helped a guy a few months back, yeah, that was in Oregon. I looked at his property via Google. I tried to advise him on what was going on. He finally got fed up and threw his hands in there because he didn't want to do the work. He wanted to just buy a radio, put an antenna up and go. And unfortunately, you it's not that easy. And this is stuff you should have learned while you were studying for your technician license. And that's why I say studying a question pool and then going and taking the test is no longer working because he's not the only one. Another case, another case is the young gentleman that helps me with one of the Discord servers, actually the resonant frequency Discord server. He and I got together over there before he got i mean he had just taken his license test or was just about to take his license test and we have spent more than an hour or two talking about different things he was trying to do it was one night i think last week we had to diagnose uh, an output issue on an hf radio that he was given by his grandfather and i'm not sure how that's come came out i need to get back with him But when we finished uh, talking, we had pretty much tracked it down to a bad microphone. Another case. Today, this very day, well, yesterday now, since it's, what time is it? It's 6.20 a.m. Okay. So, worked with another guy yesterday. Fresh new amateur radio operator came to our club meeting. Uh, he actually lives over in Dallas, which is about 20, well, Mesquite's 20 miles away, Dallas another 10, so about 30 miles away. And I sat here in my apartment. He was at, I, th- I think he was at home, because I think he was taking pictures and sending them to me. Once again, we took a look at his property via Google Maps. Um, he kind of told me what was going on around there. He finally took a picture of a structure in his yard he could use for mounting some antennas and we got it worked out. Uh, problem is he's trying to, he was, uh, he was trying to talk about HF and VHF at the same time to two different people or yeah, HF and, uh, VH, VHF, UHF and talking to two different people on the server about one of them talking, one of them HF and the other one, uh, VHF, UHF. But we finally got it all sorted out, and sometime today, hopefully, I will find out how he has come out so far, at least within the next few weeks. Now, on top of that, we've started a new club out here so that we can get new club members in, guys that have gotten their license and have been left out because they live in a county that doesn't have an amateur radio club. Uh, They never leave this county. In fact, if they do, they go further east and away from the metropolitan area instead of towards the metropolitan area. And if they want to get on the air and have some kind of enjoyment out of the hobby, we going to find them and we going to Elmer them up. Why? Because uh, most of the guys I'm working with right now remember how it is supposed to be. And that's not sitting around on social media talking smack to people. That's getting your butt in there and doing the work. And I'm not talking about you new guys right now. I'm still a little steamed about the ones that are supposed to be Elmering you. That apparently couldn't. uh, Well, if they can't Elmer you, it's probably because they don't know anything. And I've said this more than once on these shows. Um, I will say it again. If you go sign up at a club and nobody's willing to help you. You don't need to be a part of that club. You need to be a part of a club that will help you. We'll help you learn. We'll help you install antennas. We'll help you uh, learn how to put connectors on coaxial cable. We'll help you to do what you need to do to be able to get your equipment up and running so you can use it. Because if you don't use it, you're going to decide it's not worth it. If you are out at a gathering in a park or at a transmitter hunt, and people barely acknowledge you. Get in the car and go somewhere else. If you go to a club and you go to a club meeting and I'll tell you right now, I've had them disrespect me to the point that I was a paying member of the club and the time that I needed to repeat her most to talk, have people that I could talk to that would, I could call, have called police for me if I needed help. That club tried like crazy to shut the repeater down during the hours that I and the others that I was talking to who were in the same position uh, needed that repeater. We were paid-up members. And yes, there were some people in that club that did take the time to pull me aside and elmer me, but I'm sure that was driven by, number one, they had been radio operators for years. And they had a club or a uh, ARRL president sitting in the club meetings. Unless there was something going on in Newington, he had to be there because he lived here locally. And, in fact, he is still, uh, um, what do they call it, ex-president emeritus, even though he went silent key a few years back. So, new guys, I wasn't eating on you. I'm angry, extremely angry at the people that have been licensed a year or more, because they have information that you new guys can use, and they're being selfish. Selfish. They need to go back and read the amateur radio code. Oh, wait a minute. That's not on the test. A lot of them need to also go read part 97. That is on the test, so you should know it. Talking to Elmers again, kids. You new guys? If... These guys are too lazy to help you find your way. Contact me. I will help you the best I can. I'm not going to be able to hop on a plane and come to your house, but we will find some way to work through whatever issue you might have, whether it's procedures, whether it's, um, hardware, software. If I don't, if I don't know it, I can find somebody who does. But something, but you have work to do as well. Since these guys refuse to elmer you, you're going to have to hit the book. And yes, we are going long. But, you know, I keep saying that in the final cut. It normally comes in about 30 minutes. But um, you're going to have to hit the books. And I don't mean go buy one of everything in the ARRL library. I'm not even telling you to go buy an ARRL handbook. Because if you are inclined to be that deeply into it, well, go ahead, man. Buy the, buy the ARRL handbook. I had one. It spent more time as a doorstop. You're going to have to get on the internet. You're going to have to do some research. You can't just go, buy out, go out and buy everything and plug it in together and let it go. Because sooner or later, if you do that, you're going to have a $1,000 radio and it's going to quit working. Or you're going to plug that $1,000 radio in and you're not going to be able to hear anybody and you ain't going to be able to talk to them, anybody. Or you're going to be able to hear people and talk to people, but you're not going to know how. And that's really going to mess you up with DX stations, uh, worked-off states nets, county hunter nets, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Uh, all the goings-on down on HF, you are going to lose out on that because nothing is perfect. I told a guy today, he says, well, if I do such and such and my antenna is perfectly tuned, there is no such thing as a perfectly tuned antenna. Best you can hope for is really close because not only do you have the stuff around the antenna, meaning trees, houses, cars, but you have atmospherics going on In the case of HF, uh, what is it? D-layer ionization, E-layer, I don't know. It's been a while since I've worked HF. In the case of VHF-UHF, you're talking about tropospheric ducting. You're talking about all manner of stuff. I mean, in my case, I've got a piece of equipment at the nursing home next door that throws a bunch of noise on frequency. It wipes out my Wi-Fi. It causes noise issues. Y'all heard the noise issues on the... Some of the podcast recording and everything else. And that's from a nursing home over a hundred feet away that, and there's a metal gate, a metal wrought iron gate between me and them. And I still get interference and I get it. up. I even get it on my Bluetooth. I can hear them talking on my Bluetooth at, uh, from time to time. I'll be laying in the bed and I hear people talking and I'm thinking that, Oh my God, I'm hearing voices again. Well, nope, that's not what it is. It's, um, I mean, just, you guys need to know this stuff. I tracked it down using what I know about DFing. Since it was coming through my phone when I had a microphone plugged into the phone, I plugged the microphone in and put a, uh t- app on the phone so I could see what the uh, recording or what it was recording looked like so that I could see the I could see the readout of what the noise was that was coming through and I could see whether it was getting louder or softer as I walked around the apartment complex. That's how I know where it's coming from. It's a piece of equipment over at the nursing home. Hit the books kids. You can't just go buy a handheld and go. See that's another problem we're running into here is the fact that a lot of the new people I come in contact with here locally They live up inside of Dallas County. Dallas County is 35 miles across and 35 miles north-south. And what they call the DFW Metroplex not only encompasses Dallas County, it also encompasses the county next to that, which has Fort Worth, Texas, in it. And the county that is north of there, uh, Collin County, which has Plano, Texas, in it. And that kind of stuff, I mean, it's it's a very large metropolitan area, and every repeater pair in this part of Texas is occupied, whether it's VHF, UHF, 220's pretty light, but uh, there's still some 900 repeaters and 1.2 gig repeaters out there. And that's the whole thing. You can live if you live up in Dallas. You can hit a repeater with a handheld. Doesn't matter where you are. May not be the same repeater, but even this far out, which is only about 35 miles out from down the center of downtown Dallas, there is not a single repeater in this county. Not one. Well, there's three, but nobody can use any of them. One of the guys here, local, that's a new ham. That's one of my. Uh, assistant emergency coordinator. He's also a club officer at the club we're putting together and he's fairly new himself. He and I, he kept talking about this thing called a sky loop or something like that. Well, I'd never heard of that. So I went and looked it up and found out it was, Oh, it's a delta loop laying on its side. Okay. He, I don't know if he's buying one pre, pre made or what's going on, but. When I was on that band that we don't talk about, I had a delta loop up on top of my house, and I was able to talk about 60 miles of ground wave on 11 meters to a guy at Cedar Creek Lake. I think it was about 60 miles. May have been a little less than that. On 5 watts, because I only had one radio in my life on that band that would do more than 5 watts, and that's because I adjusted it. Didn't solder nothing, I just got in there with my diddle stick diddle sticks. that's something we need to add to the glossary over on the website now i've been talking to you guys long enough i'm a little over being steamed about those layabout good for nothing ain't gonna help nobody out even though everybody probably helped them out mostly extras some of them generals that don't want to give the new guys the time of day and help them out If you don't have, uh, well, uh, let me talk to them a minute. If you do not have at least one guy hanging around asking questions that's been licensed less than a year, you are falling down on the job, and you are a horrible amateur radio operator. Now, you new guys, see it, do it, teach it. Go out there, figure out how to do this stuff. If you got questions, call me, get a hold of me. You know, yeah, I'm incredibly busy. I'm currently managing three, three or four websites. I'm having to push people out here to put together a club. I'm putting together an areas unit. I'm trying to manage our business here because I ended up in the hospital a few months back and my wife's had problems from her being sick that I haven't been able to go back to work yet. I've got a car that's on its last leg that I'm having to work on ever chance I get. I have grandchildren I have to spend time with. I have to cook and clean and stuff occasionally around here. I mean, my hands are full and my plate is just dripping off in the floor. But you know what? It's important that you new guys get the help you need. Otherwise... One of two things is going to happen. You're going to end up just like them guys that won't elmer you, or you're going to end up not renewing your license. And that would be a crime. Now, I've just about blown my um, blown my stack as much as I can. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Go to the Resident Frequency website. We have some stuff over there that y'all can get some information. Some of it's a little dated, but uh, in most cases with amateur radio, um, even though it's a little dated, it's still good information. Uh, go over to the Linux in the Hamshack website. Russ is a real good guy, and he's very technically savvy. Well, let me tell you something. He was a computer guy that hadn't done much with his radio license when he and I first met each other. And now, he is an amateur radio god. No shit. And I don't talk like that on these shows very often. But he is an amateur radio god. We got together because we were, I was trying to put together a Linux show and he was the Linux guy. I was the amateur radio guy. And go listen to the first hundred episodes if you want to hear what that was all about. I had to leave at a hundred because family and life got in the way. If he, if you can't get any, uh, anything you need from him, then we'll find somebody else. I'm currently trying to procure, uh, archives from some shows that no longer exist so that we can get them where you can hear them as well that all have good information. Stay away from the money, the money making guys on the podcast side of things. Because they're really not going to give you a whole heck of a lot of good information. Uh, they're trying to pump stuff out just so they can get their numbers up and get a little money off of YouTube. And in fact, there's a couple out there that are actual radio shows. So you're listening to radio shows and along with all the ads that go with them. Um, I'm telling you, find you some Elmer. Do whatever you have to do. I would say drive as far as you have to drive, but I know how it is because I'm in a situation where I really don't want to get that car out on the highway unless I have to, and man, I wish I could have all of you guys, all of you guys that have questions that you need answered, I wish I had you all in a place where we could all sit down and have coffee or a glass of tea or something, we could sit there and we could talk about it. And the following week, you could come back, and if you still had issues, we could talk about it some more. And we could work on it and work on it and work on it until we got it hammered out and it was working the way you needed it to work. So, my haters, uh, well, I won't hear from any of the guys that should be Elmering. I guarantee it. So, that'll leave it wide open for you new guys, the ones that have questions and want to know, to get in touch with me. And for those of y'all that are keeping count, yeah, this is another damn rant. Because I am tired of these new guys not getting what they need from their fellow amateur radio operator. I had no problem with Codeless Technician license. Well, I did. But I don't now with the Codeless Tech license. So you can't even say... I'm one of those guys that runs around talking about tech life. Now, I do talk about clueless extras, but that sink in. All right, so uh, you guys that are newly licensed, congratulations if you just got your license, and I'm sorry I had to blow, go like this. Uh, with, you guys, with you guys listening, if you've been licensed less than a year, get out there and find an Elmer. But also, you need to do your research. You need to learn how some of this stuff works. I mean, I keep having to tell people the formula for figuring a half-wave dipole. That should have been on the tech test. Maybe on the tech test, but it's important. Go, please go out there and research and don't put, don't throw all your energy into the AWRL website because um, they got a lot of stuff over there, but they don't have it all. Do your best to be just on a handheld as short a period of time as possible because handhelds are lovely if you're in a built up area, but you gotta have something a little more substantial. It's cheap and easy to get into a radio if it's a Chinese handheld. I have a bowfang myself. I bought it for an i to do a review on ten years, fifteen years ago. But Get on the air any way you can, but don't let that be where you stop. Now, I probably shouldn't have gone this long, but it's a little late, so I owe y'all some extra episodes. And I'm gone. It's exciting. This is it. That's it. And I'm going to try to get y'all some actual information and stuff you can use next time. So with that, I'm a new tech. y'all go out and conquer the world. Let them, let them other guys just kind of vegetate. take uh, If they don't want to talk to you, you wouldn't want to talk to them anyway. They're not worth your time. You're too good for that. So with that, take care of your family. Get out there and spread the gospel of Amateur Radio. And I will leave you with this. If you've been licensed a week, you know more than a guy that got licensed yesterday. So grab him and Elmer. In fact, y'all may be able to Learn amateur radio together. This is KB5 JBV Terrell Texas. everybody. Seven three. We gotta go.